It's November 9th, 2023. This is Rook. there welcome to episode 295 of rook i'm giango meshi hello to you from toronto hello to you from canada salam dostan aziz durur bashima tea chai tea chai <laughs> just do that for the next hour and a half yeah. it is the lifeline of our existence as iranians or is it turns out we were coffee drinkers until about 150 years ago. And now, of course, we are obsessed with tea. It's a special edition of Rook with a focus on all things tea-related. Tea and Iranian obsession. Rook episode 295 featuring, well, Smart Pegas in the studio. Hello. Hello. Mahsa Mortazavi is in the studio. Hello. Hi. And our feature guest joining me in uh, just a few moments from, uh, actually, he's in California for some reason right now. <laughs> is the broadcaster, the uh, the artist, mm -hmm. the musician, the radio host, the BBC Persian longtime stalwart, Behzad Balur will be joining me, who it turns out is a self-proclaimed uh, <laughs> tea master, mm -hmm. tea expert, tea obsessive. Connoisseur. Tea connoisseur. He, he, did, um, he did do a documentary on it, yeah? He did do a documentary. He did a documentary on, on tea about, uh, um, I guess, nine years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, but also, it turns out, I mean, I'm going to ask him about this, but in his daily life and, and rituals, he he his day is populated by tea, and he does these ceremonies for himself. Wow. By himself, from what I understand. And his beard. <laughs> <laughs> Basel Balur joining me in just a few moments. We, we, this is a, uh, a special edition about, about tea. We're going to have our Rook Roundup after Behzad. We're going to talk a bit about tea after Behzad mm -hmm. as well. And, um, but, and then we'll talk about uh, a little bit about what's happening uh, uh, in the Iranian diaspora and beyond as well. But um, it is a, a, a all things tea related a uh, few days because <laughs> on Monday we... I posed the question when yes. you and Raha were here about uh, Pega about uh, what is appropriate and inappropriate mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, our Persian culture, our Iranian culture, and the way we handle our obsession with tea. Uh, I then posted a video on Instagram <laughs> uh, and on YouTube uh, of, with the question, uh, it, can we serve herbal tea mm -hmm. at an Iranian mehmuni? The question, of course, is not it being... can we or should we? Well, the, it can we, man. It doesn't mean we're we are not capable of it. Yeah, physically, we can do so. But can we, meaning is it culturally appropriate? Is it okay? The question was put out there. Mm -hmm. Lots of response. Yes, very interesting response. Some great responses. <laughs> but also um, a lot of disagreement. A lot of... Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. You know, that's we true. pose a question to your audience across the world and we're <laughs> divided. Yet that's again. true. Do you think it's generational? 
a little bit. The fact that we're divided all the no, time? No, about the tea. Oh. The tea, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll get to I some of the, so. we're going to read some of the comments that people have left, but but you think so. You, so yeah. younger people Maybe think it's more okay accepting, to yeah. more, more accepting of herbal tea. I think so. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Did, I mean, you, I, did you find you, that I some was, people thought it was offensive? to serve something other than than the regular tea that oh, we I'm usually Well, there are have. definitely people yeah. who said, I mean, we'll go through the comments later, but there's definitely people who are like, no, this is the way it is. And, and this is, uh, I mean, this is what I love about us. I said this on Monday as well, and, <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk about it with Behzad. This tea thing, I mean, the way we carry on about tea, I would have thought for centuries and centuries and yeah. thousands of mm. years, you know, it's, it's relatively new to Iranian culture. It's like, it's been around as long as the automobile for for Iranians, <laughs> right. you know, in terms of cultivating cultivating tea, making it the primary uh, one of the primary recreational drinks in in uh, I was Iran. really surprised about that. Yeah, actually. so so uh, can you turn Peg up a little bit? She's a little quiet. Sorry, Pega. No, that's okay. Uh, I, it's not by my <laughs> dictate that you're so quiet. Uh, it, it's the um, yeah. So it's amazing to me that in that relatively short mm-hmm. history, like given the history of the world and right. the region, Iran, you know, that we're that particular, that the Iranian people are, mm-hmm. that says a lot about the personality type, yes. doesn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> that, that it might be pretty new to us, but we know exactly we know the exactly, way. Yeah. And we carry on as if we set the rules. <laughs> like Iran, was br- tea was brought to Iran even today, more than 90% of the tea that is consumed in Iran mm-hmm. is imported. Mm-hmm. It's not an Iranian thing, you know? It's like brought from we've somewhere else. We've made it our own is what we've done. You, I, I really believe <laughs> that if you good. asked... If, yeah. We import in a good way. That's right. If we you ask it. the average Iranian where tea, you know, who invented tea, They'll probably say us. We'd say us. Yeah, of course we would. Oh my the God. And the, Have you, you know, heard the, the alcohol? ice cream thing? They oh, say it was made in Iran, ice cream. Oh, yeah. Have you heard it? It says like ice that was served by somebody named Karim. Yeah. That's why it became ice cream. So, yeah, for chai, oh I'm sure. Gosh. No, we have a whole, you know, we invented human rights. We invented, I see, you, we are going to say we did, right? The human rights, the, the charter? The charter, the, 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 the Manshura Gurosh. Are you going to say no? See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Are you really going to try and debate that? Are but, you really? I mean, turns out we're really late to the tea party. We're late to yeah. tea, and yet we know how the tea needs to be served, when it needs to be served, what it needs to be served in, what the temperature needs to be, the color, etc. I'm going to be very that. stereotypical and say that, you know, we might not have invented it, but we do it the best. No boy. Oh, I don't think so. Really? Oh, who does it better? <laughs> Come on. What's better ah, than like chai shirin with nabot? Oh. Well, chai shirin with nabot, I'm sure that Behruz will have some good information about that. Mm-hmm. Adding mm-hmm. stuff to chai. What about Behzad? <laughs> what about I mean, Behzad? I don't mind asking Behruz, but uh, Behzad, uh, you said Behruz. It's okay. Yeah. Did I? Yes. Anyway. I thought maybe somebody else was coming on the show. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Invite them. Let's have a tea together. <laughs> uh, but you were going to say, yes. I who, was who invented the, the best tea or who makes the best tea? I think uh, the English people have a oh. history of having tea. Do you put milk in tea. your tea? I don't, but my okay. son does. I never understood uh, that. Can I, may I speak as the son of a, uh, an, an Azeri yes. uh, woman? Can I speak for the Turks? Well, I can speak for the Turks as well. How about tea in Turkey? That's pretty good, no? Yeah, but they don't put milk in what it, What about tea in China? What is this? Why are you asking that question because, every time we bring up a... Because th- there's so many people who say that, you know, the British style of tea is the best, and it's because they put milk in their tea, and I not, hate that. I don't... 
I don't remember. Isn't it the way of brewing the tea? And that so makes it better? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't remember the t- putting milk in the tea when yeah, I was The British are known for putting milk in their tea. Mm, mm. I don't know about that. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, China, India, mm-hmm. Japan. I'm sure they all have good tea. But Lots I still, of tea. Yeah. I still like my China but <laughs> Yes, you do. All right. So we're going to get to the roundup. Uh, and after uh, Behsa Balur, Behruz, some people know how to say I never... Uh, you are... Did, you were so... This is the Iran International in you. You're like, no, I didn't say that. It's on the tape. We Let's can listen. Let's listen. No, I don't want to listen. No, please, we'll roll skip it. Back. it. <laughs> we'll roll it back. Uh, Masa and Pega... You are putting pressure on me hold today. Hold on right where you are and... Let's go. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, no these, tea are, for you today. these are stressful times. By the way, I, th- I <laughs> had this whole plan that we were going to drink tea through this mm-hmm. show. I have my tea. Is it tea? Yes. What kind of tea it's is it? It's green. Oh. It's green tea. Controversial. Yeah. Green right, right. tea. So you were on the side of herbal tea is okay. Let's hear would him you first. Serve, I would, don't know. Would I don't you know which serve. side to pick, I'm afraid. <laughs> she wants to listen to the experts. <laughs> you, you, you don't have a, an opinion? You, you're, why I'm you? afraid to have opinion because well, you are I'm, what am I doing? putting pressure on me today. <laughs> it's been going on. No, this is in the Middle East. This is just tea. <laughs> you, could, you could actually answer this. Uh, but you, you're, you've chosen to drink There green are tea. some complications with black tea for me. So yeah. I can't have it all the time. Mm. That's why oh. I choose different types of tea throughout the day. Caffeine? The caffeine? Uh, the caffeine in it, it's, it messes up my stomach. Oh. Yeah. Well, you don't want to go into details. Okay. I, <laughs> I would, but no. you don't want to. All right. All right. <laughs> By well. the way, might I just defend myself? The English do put milk in their tea and it started in the 17th and 18th century what'd you get that? and it Wikipedia? was because it was because the china that they would serve like their teacups mm. were made out of china and it was to cool the liquid and stop the cups from cracking there you go so uh, there you go the ingenious See? british isn't there a reason why you call her a smart pega but i don't <laughs> <laughs> sometimes but i research. don't remember that i really i, I swear I, it's a thing i, 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 I remember was sure of this tea being served in in Britain, you know, you have high tea. I don't remember the milk. Maybe I'm, maybe I, I grew up in, on the wrong side of the tracks <laughs> in London, I guess. Uh, we are coming to you on rookmedia.com. It's there that you can link to all of our platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, CastBox. If you like to see some visuals with Rook, switch over to YouTube right now. If you like your Rook descriptions of Bolton's in English and in Persian, uh, check us out on Telegram. We uh, are on Patreon, which means that you can become a Rook member and support us regularly by pressing the Support Us button on our website, rookmedia.com. We appreciate it when you do. You get special things if you become a Rook member. Access to uh, particular content, our monthly newsletter, uh, invites to certain events. Uh, You can become a Patreon member, a Rook member, by going to our website again, rookmedia.com, and pressing the Support Us button. All right. So you guys stick around here. Mm -hmm. We're going to quiet your microphones, and we're going to get the man uh, on the line here from California. You know, we know that the connection between Iranians and tea is deeply rooted in our recent culture and history. And Iranians have one of the highest per capita rates of tea consumption in the world, but there are many kinds of tea-loving peoples across the globe. With Iranians, the thing is, there tends to be a lot of specificity. What kind of tea? When do we drink it? How is it served? Mm. The symbolic usages, what it all means. And so we asked the question Mm. today, are Iranians OCD 
about tea and perhaps too much so. My first no. guest, can I finish the introduction, please, sir? I haven't even introduced Sorry. you yet. I'm an Iranian. I yeah. cannot hold it. You know, my, it has to be. <laughs> please hold it. My first guest is a renowned Iranian-British broadcaster with over 30 years of experience at BBC Persian, born and raised in Tehran. Behzad Bulur left Iran at the age of 18 during the 1979 revolution, has since made London his home. He has dedicated his life to promoting Iranian artists, underground music, preserving Persian culture, language, history through his documentary works and social media. He's become a significant voice for the Iranian community, both inside and outside Iran, and in 2014, Behzad hosted the documentary Tea, A Revolution That's Brewing. It. That was on BBC yeah. World News. And right now, the man you hear interrupting me throughout this introduction, Behzad Bulur, joins me from California today. Hello, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like a hero. You didn't go to California just for this interview, did you, to sound glamorous? Yeah, I just you... went right here so we have a better time, you know, distance between us. No, I came here... Um, to see my brother because mm. my visa is running out because American visa, you know, is very difficult to get, especially for men like me, mm. born in Iran with our Tehran, Iran, our British passport. So we'll be questioned and delayed and delayed. So it's the last two weeks of my visa. Ah. So after, after God knows what happens. Okay. So you're, so I'm here to see them and enjoy myself. It's a fantastic hotel. You're estifying that. Bale, yale. Yes. <laughs> yes, app using. I got it. not just using. <laughs> and anyway, so here can I just? I mean, you are in San. We're going to get to tea. I mean, that's the San reason Diego, you're on today. Yeah. San Diego. Now, when you go to San Diego, is it like when you but, came to Toronto and it's like a a hero's welcome and there's parades and women throwing themselves at you and men taking you out for drinks me and. In the face. <laughs> Well, I mean, what is the, is it, is it like that there as well? No, but thank you very much for making me feel good. But no, no, in here is, there's nobody lives here actually. It's, <laughs> you just, it's like, like the end of cowboy films, you know, there's a. <laughs> That's not a true. Trolling. San Diego's a big city and actually there's a lot of Persians there. Yeah, yeah. But we are in the jewel of San Diego, uh, La Jolla, ah. the jewel, which is on the, on the, on the mountainside and facing the sea is a city of rich people. Uh-huh. And everybody, and I saw in a day, I see like three um, four wheel drive Lamborghinis. Yes. So you're yeah, a rich so it's, it's like, you're so a rich nobody kid. knows me. That's why nobody knows me. You're a rich, you, you've outed yourself as a rich kid since you're staying with family and you're amongst <laughs> yeah, rich pretending, people. Pretending, dude. Pretending, yes, definitely. <laughs> but no, he's not very rich. But maybe he is. No, they moved here long ago. It's but a, it's, it's, that's why it's, it's lovely here. And. Uh, just recently, I read that is, um, in, in the radio said that San Diego, which is a very long city, mm-hmm. because La Jolla, which is completely like 40 minutes away, is part of San Diego. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different atmosphere. Yes. It's the most expensive city in America. And I have to tell you, I was surprised, shocked mm-hmm. when I came here, when I look at the prices. And also, I think it's stupid. You buy a coffee, you buy, I don't know, somebody just putting something from shelf in front of you. When you pay, then comes tip, mm. and it's like fifteen oh, percent. Right? Yeah, you go to a you, you order a coffee and I then mean, you have to pay a tip. Yeah, I'm not that's, going to do that. You're in North America, brother. Yeah, that's what happens here now. Yeah, but that is that culture has gotten worse because this is like <laughs> as if you're obliged. So that's why I'm not going to come back here again. Here's only the, because of that reason, uh, not because of visa. Well, by the way, have you been to the La Jolla Playhouse? 
There's a famous uh-huh. th- there's a famous theater there in La Jolla. Oh yeah, yeah, Pass by it. You know, where years ago they do Broadway plays before they go to Broadway. They 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 That's do it. a, a yeah, run yeah. at the La Jolla. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I passed by. I didn't go there. No, I'm not a very cultured person. So here's the segue. Have you had any good tea in San Diego? You see how I did that? I'm going to show you something. Uh-huh. Yes, I like it. Thank you. You've got a tea right now. Don't tell yes. me. Yes. Look at you. Oh. This murky, dark, yeah. oxidized tea. And it's a cam out of body, light but it has a... Doesn't even pass through it. There's no milk in it. Uh-huh. It's a tea that has been brewed but left outside for a day. So it looks like this. It's very poor. Looks like a, yeah. yeah, it looks like a swirl. <laughs> the reason I kept this for you. Why did you keep reasons. that for me? That this old I tell tea. you, for yeah. this show. For this uh-huh. show. It's Thank only you. a day. The thing is, it smells like Is it an tea. experiment that you want to leave tea out for? It oh, tastes great. Okay. The tea can go oxidized and look really ugly, but it's still drinkable. The reason I show you this is why I became a heavy tea drinker and a connoisseur. Oh, okay. And the most famous tea, Iranian tea maker in London because of this. About 32 years ago. Oh, this is great. You know, my first question was, tea plays a really why? important role in your life. When did your yeah. love affair with tea begin? So now you're going to... Yes. Yeah. Fine enough, in my sister-in-law... I'm in my sister-in-law's house with my brother, yeah? So about 22 years ago, I bought a new house, and I wanted to serve tea for her mother because she had always really good tea in London. It was all red and dark and, you know, smoked great and stringent and fantastic. Mm. So I said, I'm going to serve her fantastic. So so I bought this really nice uh, tea set, and I bought some tea, and I brewed it for like 10 minutes or something. And I put it in the glass, and as I served, it went dark like this. And I remember there was light coming through um, the blinds, and you could just see how do- it was like a mordab. I don't know how you can just put the English word for it, mordab underneath. And since then, at that moment, so I'm going to make the best teas in London. I'm not going to embarrass myself. And that's how it started. And I spent thousands and thousands of pounds. I remember I went to East London because I realized that's where the wholesalers are. And I started reading, reading about it, and I realized tea has so many different angles. It's much different to coffee. It's more like wine. Well, now hang on a second. Now, let me. I'm going to ask you about all of that. But you said something there that I can't let go. You you said, did I hear you say you're the, what what is it, the foremost, the most important tea maker in in Britain, in London? What What is the... Yes, in my own opinion. <laughs> You haven't been given given an award, or a, there's no, no official I'm citation. Iranian. Yeah, I just claim things without any excuse, any reason. I just claim it, and I just fight for it, and I tell people off. So <laughs> I'm self-acclaimed best team maker on the first floor <laughs> and of a Victorian house. Even before this episode, this incident with your yeah. family, where you you endeavored to from then on make great tea. Were you a tea yes. lover as a kid growing up? I mean, not really. I was. A, I was. A, I was a coffee drinker because when i first moved to london um you know in iran we only have nescafe and somewhere in our brain nescafe is the coffee right right i don't know why because it was an import or something although we could have fantastic so-called turkish tea or tea you know properly made in yeah yeah in tea in coffee houses so so when i went there i said oh my god coffee coffee And then I and then I got a job at the age of nineteen in a in a punk um, 
um, market uh-huh. called Great Gear Market. It was the most famous punk market of 1970s. Let's see some love coming up. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. What, what's happening right now? There's like hearts coming out of your mouth. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Parisa. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't need to. I like that I don't button. know. No. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, yes. Uh, anyway. And anyway, so I, I started working there. I was very young. and it was. I remember it was like a, like a little island inside this fantastic market. I saw transvestites for the first time. I saw real punks with sharp hair, weird dress. So I, I had to start making cappuccinos. And those is the cappuccino machine had the handle. Mm. And I saw people sitting down with a rat in their head. So imagine a guy from Tehran sitting there. And the coffee, oh my God, I didn't know they make coffees like this. Yes. And since then, i become a cappuccino drinker. But in those days, you could either get to these weird places or you had to go to Italian restaurants to get cappuccinos. Yes. So it was a weird culture in 1980s, early 1980s. So then I became coffee drinker, coffee drinker, coffee drinker. Then till 1999, when I served this tea. And since then, I've become the tea drinker of all time. You know, as a sidebar, I have to say, yeah. uh, this thing, I, I want to do a whole other episode about Nescafe. It's like, it's yes. kind of like, um, it's kind of, it's, it's like modern talking. No one understands how, how, how Iranians can like it so much, except for Iranians yeah. themselves. It's like, what is this thing with Nescafe? I actually, true story, had a dinner party. It wasn't even that long ago. It was last year. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm very particular about the coffee. I make very strong coffee. I take pride in getting these beans that are you know properly great, great roasted, know. dark roasted. And I actually made the coffee and had two people. It was a couple, but they asked me if if I had Nescafe. It could do well. This is great. Do you have Nescafe? <laughs> and honestly, I was like, what the fuck are they talking what about? The because are they I mean. But yes, they were Iranian. That's my oh point. My I mean, God. it was very strange. It was like, it, it, yeah, it was very, very odd. It was like asking. Yeah, for, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a cultural thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it reminds me of. Um, I mean, um, I went. I was in Dubai or somewhere, and I there's there's this in this airport, and there's this, I think like few Arab boys and girls. They were rushing to go to the airplane, and then before that, they had to buy lots of this. Pringles, you know the, the chips, yeah. the chips, yes, yeah. crisps. Nescafe, yeah, yeah. yeah, because I realize in their country they have lots of advertisers. They had to rush and buy lots of it and take it. That's right. So it is the advertising and the history. I remember I had that, my best memories with that Nescafe in the teenage. Well, the life, good news you know? is Nescafe is very cheap here because nobody wants yes. it. So uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Over there is different. Now I was a little shocked. Uh, I want to get into the tea story with, and you're you're yeah. one of a couple of guests that we're going to have, and and I want to fill in some of the blanks here. I was yeah, a little I'm shocked go quickly over it when yes. I learned that tea did not actually even come to Iran uh, until the last five in five hundred years. I mean, it was yes, in, 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 in a major way. It came from China in the 15th yes. century, but was used mostly medicinally and didn't actually become something that Iranians cultivated until the 19th century, in fact, the late right. 19th century. In That's fact, right. and this is you know related to our conversation about Nescafe perhaps, in fact, Iranians were originally coffee drinkers yes. and coffee got usurped by tea. Did you know that? Well, you would know that, I guess. Yes, 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 I know. I read about it. I find that because fascinating. Yemen, because coffee comes from Ethiopia and Yemen, mostly introduced to us through Yemen. South Arabia, 
And in South Arabia, we have a long history from Achaemenian times. So we always had trading. So that's how it came to us. And it was definitely coffee drinking. But I'm not sure it was a similar way of like a Turkish coffee or something. It was more right. like Arabic coffee. Right. And uh, yeah, that is that is very true. And um, and I think the reason that we have this tea and coffee culture was very much because of Islam, I think. Because, um, because alcohol was forbidden. So it was something that you can use in public mm. it was a public drink right 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 where right. in europe is completely opposite in a way tea started in aristocracy and conversations and and home and gatherings um but coffee replaced pubs i read about um that um intellectuals would go to coffee houses right. and ask for this very bitter black drink and the reason they went there because people weren't drunk to have a fight you could drink something and have a conversation. Of course. And people would come in with the latest news of the day. So because the, the newspapers were, you know, not, not very popular. I mean, they were there, but people would come up with a news. So uh, intellectuals would gather in coffee houses. They would know about daily news and they wouldn't get drunk. They could talk properly. Right, right. So that's, it's quite different to us. But tea, anyway, with, with me started then. Then I started getting into the tea culture. I read books. I went to buy different teapots. Then I realized that Best teapot is Yijing clay. Well, hang on a second. We were talking. We were talking about the history of of tea, and now you started talking about yourself again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I went into it. Oh. Because I am tea. <laughs> Let me, okay, I'll mm -hmm. come, I'm going to get to you. Don't worry. Okay, I'm going to get to right. your practices, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but stick okay, with me with the, stick with me with the history because um, the other thing that surprised me is now we talk about yeah. the. Um, uh, the cultivation that happens in the late 18th century, early 19th century. There's a guy named, uh, you would know this, Koshef al-Saltane, who smuggles yes. tea sap saplings and seeds from, uh, he was actually a French diplomat. Calcutta. He goes from to India, gets this stuff, and then he starts cultivating it. And it becomes something that is cultivated now in the north of Iran, you know, the Caspian Sea yes. and Mazandaran. Yes. But I was surprised to learn that tea is so popular in Iran, we know that part, but that over 90% of the tea in Iran is imported. It's not made in Iran. I just, I just now assumed that tea sure. was you know, made in Iran. But, but There's reason behind it. Tell you're me. absolutely right. First of all, there are rumors about it. If your next um, intelligent person would tell you about the rumors about the guy who brought the tea because there are so many rumors he brought him in his hand stick, which is not right. And then we had Chinese um, bushes coming to Iran because we have Assamic and Chinese, mm. and you can taste the difference between them. And same, same went for um, Black Sea. The same happened in Turkey and Georgia mm. regarding the tea um, culture. Um, what I was going to say? We're, we're talking about the, Talk the fact that much. most of the tea is imported in Iran. Yeah, well, I forgot what I was going to say. You were say. saying you were going to give the reason why it's imported. I mean, pr presumably because they can't cultivate enough remember. inside Iran for the for yes. the demands of the population. Ah, yes, yes. The reason is uh, the lack of support after revolution and also the greediness of businessmen. Hmm. And also the, the diversion of Iranian taste in tea. Back in 1970s, we had some twining because we are from good families so we had property twining i remember and in mid 70s um air gray entered mm -hmm. iran mm -hmm. 
And I remember we would go to good houses and they would have Earl Grey and we would think this is the smell of tea. Mm. This is how proper tea smells like, uh, which is not true because it's a, it's a, it's, it's added aroma, yes. which comes from the skin of a, uh, like a lemon from China called bergamot, mm-hmm. which is, which is similar to lemon, but it's got thinner skin and anyway, yes. uh, which apparently was invented the idea in 18th century, 19th century in Britain. I don't know. And, um, so we had that. So keep that going and the revolution happens and suddenly you can add this flavoring to teas and this cheap tea coming from Ceylon. So businessmen started using this thirst for this lovely aroma in Iran. So they imported cheap tea mm. from Ceylon, added this, and people started loving it. And, and, and the government did nothing. Maybe people in there were part of the deal. I don't know. But they did nothing. So the Iranian tea, which was fantastic, it was really good. It's from our culture. It's um, being harvested by hundreds, uh, hundreds of people. Families went down. That tea came up. And then another horrible thing happened was... Um, funny, funny how we, so can't, keep, we can't even have one conversation without the impact of the, <laughs> the disastrous impact of the Islamic Revolution. Not one, yes. you know, even, even a conversation yeah, yeah. about tea. But yeah, go well, ahead. I'll just give you one good advertising. There's a group of young guys called Lou. Luti, they are on the Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. They started going to the to the to the grandmothers and fathers in harvesting tea. They actually go and pick up the three leaves on top, and they're doing fantastic hand roll tea. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to spread it everywhere, and they're really good. So it's, thank God there are some people doing that. So that came, and also um, lack of knowledge because what I've experienced um, in the last forty years is. Um, um, the enhancement of uh, superstition and suppression of knowledge, mm. which happen everywhere in yeah, Iran. Right. So people are into superstition and they believe everything. So there is this belief spread by many stupid people who claim to be scientists or experts that tea is bad for you. That you have too much tea, it brings you really? sang collier. Yeah, no, no, that. That, that, that is, I, you know, every day, imagine every time I have breakfast in a better occasion which is my line for my tea ceremony which i have prepared here as well i'm going to show you they come up with this stupid thing that it it gives you a kidney stone it is bad for your heart it poisons you that's why suddenly the tea in iran has become very weak and and like obzipo or ajandide okay and and uh, that's why the whole tea culture in iran has gone Wow. Dead, in my opinion, it's gone really bad. Tea culture now exists properly in Turkey, and it certainly does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as someone who uh, I I I love, who I, of course I can't go to Iran these days, but I so I go regularly to Turkey so I can get as close to Iran as possible. And and I yeah. just love the tea and the kamarbarik and the little you know yeah yeah and, and the tradition of it in Turkey, it, all yes. of that. But I was going to ask you because you are. You you have an interesting perspective as someone who lives in the UK. I mean, the yes. British. I was born in England. I know that England is is a is a, a tea culture. I mean, you know, there's yes. there's f- famous stories, books, movies made about living in in England, and you're constantly making tea. That the way that we yes. would think about that as Iranians. Um, do you think Iranians outdo the Brits in your in your experience when it comes to our obsession with tea? I think Irish people 
are the biggest consumer tea and coffee, I think. I read, I mean, that was a few years ago. We out drink tea. Um, I doubt it because I live in Britain. And I think we very much are always proud, you know, that we always are the best and the number one. Even if it's in misery, we are more miserable than anyone else. Yes. You know, if it's, if things are expensive, I was comparing prices in, in here and Iran, and someone said, oh, the prices are very similar. We just want to be number one in everything. So I don't think so. I think British people drink a hell lot of tea. It's uh, unbelievable drink. They even drink tea with food, which in Iran, based on the false knowledge, they don't. They even started not to drink tea after the food. They but, think they die. But here's what I'm going to tell you, and I know this yeah. as someone who grew up in England and who often spends time there. The British, as much tea as they, they we, I mean, uh, the Brits drink, they are not as OCD about tea as Iranians are. And let me get, let me get into this now because Iranians... No, that's true. Yeah. Are everything, I mean, just in the same way that you say we have to be number one in everything, everything also has its, yeah. its specifications when it comes to mm-hmm. being Iranian. And this is the way we do it right. Uh, yes. And you, in this documentary that you made, you, you at one point you do your own little tea ceremony and you say there are three elements to a perfect cup of <laughs> yeah. Persian tea. Can you remember them? Yeah. Can you take us through them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Labduz. Labchas. Labsuz. Labduz means so you shut up. It's so good. You don't say anything. <laughs> Labsuz, it has to be very hot, which they say shouldn't be hot because it can give you a throat cancer. And labchas means it has to be gas, stringent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bitter. Yes. But I added another element, which is the fourth element, because okay. I'm such a silly boy. I said, La Bousse, it should kiss your lips. Ah. Because I've, I've added the element of emotion to our tea ceremony. And I believe I've created a new tea ceremony for Iranians. So, which is a line from my friend who is a poet, Afshir Babazadeh, who wrote a book in early 1990s, a book of poetry. And that line, always stuck to my head. I tried to recreate it. So it, I did it. So um, there's an element of emotion and um, time. Mm. I would say time because in I believe in my tea ceremony, I connect myself to my ancestors. Or I connect myself to future uh-huh. or connect myself to some other land by the objects I put next to my tray. And I live, I drink tea with the tray. That's mm. what I do. So that's why I have these objects, for instance. If you want to see, you want to see? Uh, well, it, most, mostly people are listening, so just describe as you... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, you're going to see. So it's fucking TV guys, huh? So, um... Yeah. <laughs> Expect everybody's watching look, a video. Look back in anger. All right. This is uh, like a little tray, uh-huh. and which is metal or wood or something, and it has to be well-made. It can't be like a processed food. It can't be a processed technology to process artwork it has to be old or genuine this and is this is how flour. you serve the tea you're describing yeah, it, the it importance of everything you can't just yeah, you, you can't just put a, a you can't just put yeah, the no, tea no. in a mug and put that on a on a, on a no, table no, no. Not no. In my, you have to you have to spend time for tea ah. so it has to have a light right uh, so right light angle <laughs> so you see shadows i mean you can't see shadows here because right. the light is too bright right. flower and flower, old, a an flower. object. You, yeah, this is a flower. Okay. Oh, somebody's screaming. <laughs> this is... somebody's, somebody's calling you while the tea, in the middle of they the tea ceremony. The How dare they? Alejandro, I'll set the phone or turn it off. Okay. Right. <laughs> Keep it there. 
Okay. So, so, I mean, I'd, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so explain. And always have an object. I mean, now I put this what is <laughs> recreation that? of a suit. Uh-huh. This is a whistle. Uh-huh. God, this. Let's listen. Okay, this is America. Well, I, so, I really so think cold. part of the tea ceremony should be silencing the phone. I don't know if that's possible. I know. But, I don't know. It doesn't silence the phone. But, but let me ask you, so so are you saying that whenever you serve tea, you have a fresh yeah. flower on the on the sofre, on the you know, on the serving uh, tray? Um, after this beep goes, 99% of time I create this kind of a thing. And I have like an ancient vase, which is Sasanian. This whistle, which is like a shape of a cow. Yeah, but and then a nice cup. Yeah, but Besson, is this just is this just for you, or do you do this for? I mean, sorry, I should say, is this just when you have guests, or do you do this when you're by yourself? No. By myself. By yourself, you have a tea ceremony. Yeah, every morning or at night, when I put ugly, I mean, pretty interesting stuff like this orange, which has been really colored and shaped under the sun mm-hmm. it's so real it's so organic it's got black lines on it and i sort of gather things i have normally nice teapot i don't have it here but this is something i gave to my nephew mm-hmm. it's from china and these are like proper teapots from the clay called yijing which is so fine it's almost like china so hang on a so, second hang on a second hang on, hang on you wake up in the morning Yes. I mean, this is a lot of effort to go to for it is. I tell for, you for oneself. I wake up 2 a.m. I wake up 2 a.m. And I put on the tea. And, and my tea to brew, is, is all the objects are well thought. And I got even the Gusvant um, skin on it <laughs> as a, as a uh-huh. tea. tea uh, what do you call this in my English? A tea cozy. Um, a tea cozy? Like a thing you damn con- A tea cozy, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and my teapots are always like 300 years or 200 years. They're genuine or has to be very fine right. china or something in Wilhelm. So from 2 a.m. because I need 8 to 10 hours for the taste I want. Because, you know, tea uh, like wine. You really are the right person for this episode, by the way. And by the way, we, <laughs> yes. the answer, the question has been answered. Are Iranians OCD about tea? Uh, do you set an <laughs> alarm for 2 a.m. in the morning? or you just, No, no, I wake up. You wake up. I have to make I my tea. like that. Yes. All right. What is this? What is going on? What was that? Is there somebody else on the call? (laughs) Yeah, there's colors coming. Uh. (laughs) I mean, anyway, let me continue. So I wake up and I I tell you something. I'm so sleepy, but I have to do it. So I I brew the tea. I put it there with a candle. Every day. And I know it's almost five times a week. What if you have company? Same? You do this? Like if you're somebody staying over? No, when when somebody staying over, I do coffee. But I do the similar t- table for okay. it. I, I create this story. Okay. But it's coffee. I can't be bothered because we have to jump over them. And they wake up. And you know what happens when they wake up. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's not easy for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Then you cannot sleep. <laughs> and anyway, so so that is that happened like three years ago. <laughs> anyway, so you... So you so other than other than tea. when you have I, the special I, I, friend, you make the tea at two in the morning, because it has to. So after eight hours, because you see, I choose which garden, what year, because I have to, you know, you have to choose uh, the height of the garden, the country comes from, the origin of the plant, oh dear, and the year are wow. important to the taste of the tea. So you cannot do this. What I'm saying with every tea, some teas you 
can't brew them more than 10 minutes. Some that are one hour, some that are six hours, some 15 hours. I had tea brewed for 36 hours because different layers of aroma and taste comes out. Mm. And if it's a good tea, it still stays sharp and clear. So and, my and, teas and, are like that. They're normally from Sri Lanka, from a garden called New Vatanakanda. But this is, this is very time-intensive. Time yeah, uh, but that is uh, like a namaz. It's like... A, uh -huh, it's a meditation for I you. don't believe in God. No, it's, it's like it's, it is a ceremony. Yes. And because of that, my mood changes, my thought changes. I sometimes put a picture of my father at his young age oh. and I'm having tea with him. You know, or, or, or different... I, I have this thing, like, just recently got it. This Akamenia. Mm. I will have a tea with this. Or and do you do you? I'm going to have serious question. Do you do any? I mean, do you do you have the TV on or do you have any music playing? Yeah, TV is always on. The TV is always why. on. So you're you're. I look at the object, Jian. Look, you can use this object for a tea. Dry bread. Uh huh. Okay, and walnut uh -huh. and almonds are the best in my opinion. And dry bread. This is a cornbread, but dry bread they taste fantastic for tea. Okay, so wait a and second. You, you, you hang on, like that, hang on, hang on, hang on. You took me out of the meditation a little bit when you said the TV's on. So basically, I tell you why. What you're actually you talking about is you make yourself on. breakfast and you watch TV. That's what. Yeah, I tell you why. First of all, it's always good to see other the whole world around you. But what I use is I use a very clever idea in my opinion. I use the light of the tea and the colors that it changes to look at the surface of the teacup. I have some pictures on my website, you can see. So you use for the light of the TV, the TV? Yeah, light. yeah, uh -huh. for, the, for the reflections. Uh-huh, wow. And, Jeez, and, I, and sometimes the sky, so it depends, because if I wake up like 6 a.m. to have the tea, mm -hmm. because it's winter or something, then the, tea, the TV has to be, otherwise the, light, uh, the sky. So How, it, it how much tea do you have, colors. by the way? How much tea do you drink huh. in that ceremony? Just one a, a whole one and a half liter teapot, which is this teapot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I normally so, do twice a day. Okay. I mean, but, it's probably um, actually. It sounds very healthy. It sounds like a a good thing to do. You you've said a few, like in that. I'm going to come back to your practices. Don't worry. I'm going to. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah. in that doc, you also said a few things about because I want to get into the culture of how we are OCD in so many yes. different ways, the Iranians. You said a few things that I honestly couldn't tell if they're real or if they're jokes or what. You said that brides to be have to know how to make tea for the groom's family. Is it? Is yeah, that, that's old fashioned. Yeah, of course. Is that and really I, a thing? Sure that, that was actually a yeah, thing. Yeah, it is a thing. It was a thing up to age of sixteen. I was in Iran. I remember this. One. Uh, we had the chassegar, a volunteer, <laughs> for one of the girls in our family, which was old fashioned life in those days. And actually, she brought tea to serve and they were looking and she did something really naughty because she didn't like the guy. So the tea was of course made by the mother. So it's always perfect. Uh, or by the someone who works there. So it was fantastic, I remember. And those tea was real tea in Iran. It wasn't like this shit they drinking, which is like a yellow water. Right. And perfumed water. So it was and then she was just going like that. And they said, why uh, you're a bit flimsy? He said, I forgot to wear my glasses. I can't see anything. So that was her naughtiness just to reject the volunteer guy. So it did exist. And even now, even I right now, I don't, um, sometimes if I have a girl around, I do that as a joke. And and actually serious. I surf her to and say, what do you think about my tea? So it's like a chassigari. 
So I recreate that as well, but that uh, is not early in the morning. It would be in the afternoon when that's right, 70. Right. And but then wine, of course. It hasn't borne the fruit of marriage yet for you, though, however. <laughs> no. <laughs> More, you, I'm, I'm, I'm at the age of divorce right you, now. Actually, you if I was married, you're I would the, be You're at the age of your third divorce. You haven't... Um, yes, you haven't you haven't mastered the tea uh, throughout all these ceremonies enough to to actually capture to put a ring on the on the uh, yeah exactly the, it's the not partner, but it's not the tea that you kiss yet yeah let, let me ask you yeah. this what, I, I don't talk, be jealous so I of course I'm jealous of course I, I the opportunity to be to be with you would be the opportunity of a lifetime uh, clearly <laughs> you I talk about how I love the Kamarborik little estecans yeah. in, in Turkey and 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 yes. I know that in our tradition, I think about my mom and the beautiful glass. We, you know, we have this tradition of serving tea in small, delicate glasses. It's almost yes. bizarre. You wouldn't expect somebody to put it in a big mug the way North Americans or or the or some uh, British do. Where did that tradition come from, and why is yeah, that? Yeah, I think that tradition in my little research was that originally it comes from the idea of tulip. And also comes maybe from wine cups of the early days, but it's the tulip shape. And tell you something, um, I went and did experiment. I mean, in my documentary, you can mm -hmm. see first of all that the 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 the, 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 uh, the, the quality Type. of the yeah. texture of the teapot uh -huh. is important to change the taste of tea. That's one thing. And the best one, for instance, for Assam tea, in my opinion, is pewter or metal. Hmm. For other teas like Darjeeling or even other ones are a bone china or glass because bone china it's a surface has to be so reflective and shiny it makes the aroma comes so up and you think the tea tastes better. Yeah, I have a glass so, tea and, maker and the tea always tastes different than it does when I make it in a teapot and I never thought yeah, about yeah. that. So yeah, actually, yeah. that the gents of the uh, yeah, uh, the, of the pot makes it and of course and it has to be bone china or yijing but they make the tea taste stronger so you must have good tea you must have and you must know how long you want to keep it and the reason i have this i'm going to tell you why i brought this especially for you it's about it is a tea bag so i'm going to come back so you have to and they taste different so that's one thing and also the cup i mean this is a lousy camera body mm -hmm. i have to be more exaggerated and shouldn't have this it shouldn't, have, it it shouldn't have an arm, right? It shouldn't have a... Yeah, it shouldn't. I, yeah. I, it's not my home. I got yeah. 50 different... You're a mess. Tea it's tea a terrible tea, <laughs> tea ceremony. Yeah. It's, it's a disaster. <laughs> the phone's ringing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the aroma, you know, that shape enhances the aroma. Uh, the another glass that I use is something like this, a flute shape, mm. that only put a little bit at the bottom. Really? Like a, like a champagne it. glass or something? Almost like a champagne. And also in China, when I went to Taiwan, I was to the this um, um, exhibition of tea in Taiwan about 10 years ago. They have invented a kind of a tiny thing like this, mm -hmm. made of China, that you pour the tea from these teapots mm -hmm. into this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then you empty it in another... You know, they drink in oh, small yeah, cups. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I've seen this. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then they smell this. 
and drink that because the aroma on this is amazing. Oh, they smell the, what, is, the champagne glass and they drink it from the tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's yeah. been and to this, a Chinese restaurant where they, you get the, the green tea in a very small cup. It's a tiny yes, little, yes. yeah. So because the, you drink it quickly. Even the Arabs' uh, tea, co uh, coffee cup are the same. It's one slip. Uh -huh. Even the wines in the old days were like one. They weren't like this. And this is another way of making tea. This is like a teapot. It's got a guy one. Yeah. You put your tea here and water. You put it here. Mm. You do that. And then you empty it to okay. a smaller cup and you drink it. And you use, keep on using it like a teapot. Yeah, again, 90% 90 of our audience is audio, so they don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, what that, I just explained was yeah. uh, it's like a Chinese uh, teacup with a lid on it. Mm. And you brew the tea inside the cup. You mm. can do that. And they call it Gaiwan. Now, you, you reference. You, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and also these teapots, which are very small, they're like as much as a little orange or even lemon. This is quite a big one. You you put you fill it up with large leaf tea, put hot water. You keep it for thirty seconds. You empty it and you drink it. And you did all the time. So it's like a tea bag. It brews very quickly in this. And as uh, six times or seven times you brew and empty it within thirty seconds, the tea in this teapot becomes stronger and stronger. That's another thing called. Um, Guy one, I no, no, it's called Kung Fu style. You referenced this earlier, but part of our OCD ness is that Iranians love to have their tea samovar, yeah, no, scalding hmm? hot, very hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. when it's not super hot. The host usually yeah. says, Oh, let, let me change that for you so that it's super hot. What, what is Lassu. what is that about? That is about, again, I think that is uh, to do with masculinity of the old days mm. and also your experience in tea making. Like uh, I went to uh, Georgia, Tbilisi, they're good tea drinkers. They even have samovar because samovar, um, in my opinion, is a creation from Mongolia. It's a digazut pass. It's like the hot pot moved and became samovar in Russia and mm -hmm. then came to us. In there, there was this... Um, Azerbaijani woman who was in a, a sulfur bath and we had tea together. It's the end of my program. You can see it. And she she had this tea um, in, in a Kamar Barik with, a, with jam, albalu jam, uh, which is a sour cherry jam. And she drank it. And as I went, it burned my mouth. And she said, you're not a tea drinker. You're not a man. And that I realized is because she she is a proper tea drinker. I'm just a kid. Right, you know, right, in, in right. the world of tea drinking, the high ranks, hierarchies can drink that lapsus right, tea. Right. But it's not good for you. It can give you throat cancer. But I it, heard. What, throat cancer, really? Because it's hot? Yeah, because of the heat. Yeah. yeah I don't know about that. But I, I like the I like it when it's super hot because it, it uh, increases the chances that you're going to sip it slowly as opposed slowly, to yeah yeah you know, because scarf it down. Not, you don't do it yeah like the way she she would go quickly to her throat. yeah you keep it you exactly you sip it all the time so there's no problem in that now Absolutely. let me let me ask but, you where you stand on the sweetness thing because um zero we don't use okay well then let me ask so, you if you were to use shikat we don't of course yeah. use sugar we use gandum we use sugar cubes cubes and yes. while most people <laughs> most cultures would put the sugar in the tea and then in just swirl yeah. it around. We, we take the tea. sugar cube and put it in. Is that what you do? You put it in your mouth and then, I mean, you say you don't yeah. use it at all. I right? may do, I'm, because the tea is all about the aroma and the taste and anything else ruins it. Like for instance, I go to, to place and they say, oh, we made the tea with saffron. 
Yeah, disgusting. Because property has so that's it's disgusting. So complicated, huh? That's disgusting, saffron. Yeah, for me as a tea drinker, you shouldn't right. add anything to a property. What about rose water? Because, no, this is for for you. No, no, this this <laughs> this means the tea wasn't good enough. You had to add this because when you taste the tea, it gradually changes. Even in the Chinese philosophy, when you have a oolong tea, because there are so many different teas, is is, is sort of. Um, process in different ways mm. black tea then you get brown tea then you get even yellow tea then green tea and white tea mm. is the way you process tea becomes blacker or something so oolong is in between so uh, uh, fruit taste comes comes out of the uh, leaf and um, it's a tea of conversation tea of philosophy because the aroma is different and as you talk and you're sipping the different flavors keep changing with oxidization mm. in your mouth so oolong tea or green so you tea don't so tea. when people put like rose petals in the tea or something like that you don't you don't like that huh no or, definitely not for me it's good for you know parties because they're not property <laughs> what about cardamom <laughs> oh no these are these are I like that like, like, like uh, southeast of iran yeah that's southeast of iran that is they they put um cardamom or darchin um cinnamon, cinnamon. yeah yeah, these these are again when when the tea is not a good quality, you have that. <laughs> I see. I'll I tell see. you something about qand pahlu, qand pahlu, uh-huh. which is like tea cube by the side. As you put by the teeth. I went to the to north. Um, I was going to the North Sudan, to North Sweden, mm. with the Sumi people, Sami people, were the uh, Inuits or mm-hmm. the, uh, the the native of Sweden, and they live in. Um, tense the proper and he gave me a uh, coffee it was amazing he made coffee exactly the way we make tea he put it in a really nice teapot metal straight into the fire mm. and then poured it and gave it to and then gave me a sugar cube and put it here and said sip it with sugar cube in your mouth said, oh my god we do the same in iran he said we did it for a long time and he said we used to trade coffee in the old days and we started from those days so this mm. idea of that we wet the tea cube in tea to to ward off the majesty the unholiness of the sugar cube because it came from i don't know um england huh. something is your next intelligent person is going to tell you i think yes. it's not correct i think uh, it's an urban myth created uh, that we have to wait it is I mean, it's a 19th century myth but you're gonna ask your historian and, and when are we um i'm working my way through to the end of these uh i've almost come to the end here of these specifications of these particular ideas that we have um because yes. i love it i love it there's so much ritualization when it comes to iranians and tea <laughs> when yeah. are we meant to drink tea i uh, three weeks ago or four weeks ago people who listen to rook regularly will know that um i went on a a, a journey with some of the rook team to my first real, like authentic, real, real, real calipache, uh, and uh, which I quite enjoyed. Oh, as a thanks, I'm a vegan, so that's, that was really but, beautiful um, sight. But what was interesting to me is we were sitting before they brought the calipache, they brought tea, and then oh, okay. after the calipache, they brought tea, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and which was interesting to me. Like you wouldn't go in say north american culture you wouldn't go for a burger and fries and they bring tea before it i mean they probably wouldn't bring yes. tea afterwards either but but you you think of tea as an after the uh meal mm-hmm. uh, thing to do 
tell me about the tradition of tea before the okay. meal. Okay, I think um, that is again because of the Islamic culture. Because in the in the Europe you have beer, okay, before and after. Right. Um, in the ancient time, I read about breakfast, and breakfast I think also in Iran uh, was black beer. You would drink something like that if you could get hold of. And one of the main export exports of this kind of beer was Babylon, and also into Egypt. So. In the old days, in ancient time, we didn't have tea, of course, but very soon coffee as a waking up thing and also tea as enhancement of your um, awareness was definitely in the morning. But we had also asrune, which is like the afternoon tea, for sure. But I think when men have conversation like pubs, the beers, the people gather together, we would gather in tea houses. So you have mm. tea all the time. Right. I remember in the old days, everywhere we would go, they would offer us tea. And barista, which Persian is called Abdarchi, uh, were always part of any office was the tea house. Mm. They would bring you tea in a small camar body and then anakan. Yeah. So I think originally started uh, I would say as a social thing because tea would be very difficult to make and not every household could own them. Well, originally, if you I want to go like, back 500 years, it started as medicinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, after, but, yeah. but uh, again, ask your historians. For instance, <laughs> same in Philippines. Philippine people, I heard they're mostly poor. They don't have kitchen. That's why there's so much street food. And also in Thailand, mostly they eat outside because they can't do anything. So I think the tea started, in my opinion, it's just a guess, as a social event, then went to our homes. And then it became something you spend time in a conversation. You went to Kalipache, and while you're waiting, you have tea, and then afterwards. So I think it's, it's something that gradually added on. I have to say something very important here, okay. that people in Iran believe, and also there's some pseudoscience mistakenly understood that tea is bad for you after food. It absorbs the iron. So you shouldn't drink it after food. This is not true. It is true, but not true. Because I went to the uh, Board of Medical Sciences in Britain and asked that. Tea does take iron away from food, but in the tiniest possible way. And if you have a disease, if you have, you're ill and you lack iron and you're taking supplements, if you have three liters of tea after food, is not good for you. Otherwise, it has no problem. And if you ever doubt about these things, you can always drink it 20 minutes after food. It has no harm. I drink tea all the time. Even Chinese people drink with the food. Hmm. British people with the food, they drink tea, and nothing has came to them any harm. So that myth has to go. By the way, you and I, very memorably for me, went for uh, Chinese food a few years ago in Soho in, in London. Yes. I don't yeah. remember you being vegan. Were you vegan then? Or is that a new thing? I became vegan. But the food we had was After vegan. that night? Was, bad. Yeah. was it yeah. that no, night? No, no. It, it, so that food I get, we ate together was a Buddhist, um, it was a monk vegetable with crispy noodles. So it had tadik, uh, tadik of noodles, yeah. and then it had a, a monk vegetable. So it, had, it was vegan. It, it was, was invent, vegan. different huh. invention. Maybe I don't but know. I became vegan about three months ago, four months ago, but I'm not religious. Uh-huh. Like recently I had crickets with a fantastic American-Mexican family having sotol, which is tequila, mascal, and sotol is a right. different drink, come right. from Chihuahua region. And I had 
cricket because I'm not religious about it. Right. But I'm vegan. Well, that's, cricket doesn't really count as meat. I mean, come on. No, but also I gave up my loved <laughs> masiki say. Oh. The strained yogurt, which I used right. to take every day. Okay, I used to you have can't have must. Why, 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 I, why are you vegan? What I mean, not that there's and anything. And cashk. And cashk? No, that's not as big a deal. I don't know why, yeah. because I thought it's a different step, and it's interesting, and it opens up other things in you. Mm. And, I, and I saw this amazing documentary called The Changing Game in Netflix, which was created five years ago, and I realized, oh, my God, there's so much about human... <laughs> diet and um, evolution and our body then I, after that film it convinced me that it's a better way to live but I'm not suggesting it should be any it's just a matter of choice second last question see you're almost yes. done second, yes. <laughs> second last question uh, yes. so far in the conversation when you've been speaking about your tea ceremony and the tea you drink and the tea you make and the tea you absorb and the tea you like it, it sounds like we're mostly talking about black tea or caffeinated tea and obviously you would know there's been this in recent years a surge of popularity of specialty teas like herbal teas green teas and a global yeah, gl a global trend towards diverse health conscious beverage choices i don't notice that with iranians normally at the end of a dinner party i have i might say because i have a bunch of different teas i say oh would you like ginger tea or you know this tea or yeah. that tea and they're just like can you just bring persian tea which they mean like yeah, a, yeah. kind of a, a a black or a earl gray you know kind of a uh a, a caffeinated yeah. tea do you um what what is your what take on on iranians and and I herbal you, tea um it's i think it, it moved again with the with, with two different tendencies one is again superstition that tea is not good for you and also tendency towards the old um medicine mixed with khurafat also having fun because you know is enough of this tea list in experiment other things it's called damnush hmm. and the rise of Attariha, the um um what actually is like um old school pharmacists hmm. have no education them and so all these things are together to to create this damnush and also there's this belief that tea, green tea is better than um black tea which is not true again this is like a myth uh, and also, it's or not that green tea doesn't stronger. have as much caffeine, and it does. It's 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 no a... no no a very, a very tiny no. I think it's tiny more. Uh, imagine coffee is twenty units, mm -hmm. black tea is like five, and maybe green tea is three. It's not really easy. So, and also health wise, black tea is just as good as green tea. Hmm. But we feel better. Also, white. There's belief that white tea is the healthiest. It has antioxidants and all that. I mean, the amount of antioxidants in this, which helps you not to get old or, or rust, is <laughs> nothing. The highest uh, antioxidant in the, in the food is ripe is um, black currant and uh, things like that. These are like, not doesn't even count. And uh, so black tea for me is definite and I will never add anything else to it because if it comes from a right year, right height, right garden and the right home with the right style of brewing thank you sir not ocd at all not, not ocd at all uh, <laughs> <laughs> a final question to you or a final uh opportunity here if, sure. if i there's... have also something to tell you about persian because you know you had a film showing you in canada i was there 
and this guy came up and say, why you say Persian? Where the, yeah, we we were calling it talking to Persians, and they say, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. why and are you I calling it that? I have the question now. I have the question uh, now. I did so much research. You have the answer By or the way, question? Go ahead. You, you, you asked me the last you, question. You have the answer that. to that or the question? The answer to that. Right, right. The guy said, because we have a series called No, no, talking I, to... I know the answer. No, I'm, I'm asking you. I'm going to ask you the answer. Oh, okay, okay. The guy okay. said, why are, you know, this talking to Persians series that you have, why don't you call it yeah. talking to Iranians? Yeah, You're yeah. being, um, mm-hmm. we, you know, we are Iranian, why you're being, not being inclusive or something by calling it, uh, or you're... Yeah. Or I tell you now the answer. What, what is the answer? The answer is this. This is after many research and mm. talking to scholars and doing research. Wow. Even I went to Italy. And by accident, I came up to this answer. You see, before Persians, uh, first of all, our our culture, which is a mixture of mother language, religion, art, belief, and law, was from West China all the way to end of today's Turkey, Sakaites and Hittites. Mm -hmm. They all spoke, when we speak now to Afghan people, they might understand the nuances. Sure. Oh, Tajiks, yeah. We all speak in Persian, but somehow it's our own dialect. That massive land, all the way to Persian Gulf and part of uh, South Arabia, they all spoke the same thing. In the old days, it would be called Aryan, mm-hmm. because Darius in his um, tablet says, "I spoke." We wrote in Aryan, so that's even worse than what you think. But None of these people thought that they were any different to the other. And imagine when the Achaemenians took over uh, Mods, Medates, and everything, the land was called the land of Persia because it was the first Persian empire, the first Iranian or Aryan empire that all unified by the same law. Language was official, not necessarily the religion and the law and everything, and the armies went. So it became one land for the first time. Before it was different people with similar similarities. Funny enough, so the language became Persian and the land. If the Medates would take over, our language would become Medate, would be called that. Mm. If the Hittites would take over 2,000 years ago, we were speaking Hittite language, and it was called Hittite Gulf, it's a Persian Gulf. And this would be called Persian, not Persian, Midate tea or something. Mm-hmm. It's just a name. Even after the uh, the Achaemenes, even um, Greeks would call the, the king of Iran the Midate king. And even the language, they would still call it Midates. They didn't know any difference between but isn't the Persians. But Be- isn't the argument, we're way down the rabbit hole, nothing to do with tea, but isn't the argument that not all Iranians are Persians? No, they are all Persians because it's the name of our culture and our history and our mutuality. Like Americans, in Amer- Iran was like in America, with so many different mm. people in it, so many different races, but they all believed they were from Iran, Beige. Mm. So it's same as, they're all Americans, but they could be this. There's so much uh, distortion of history, languages came over, people believe that they belong to somewhere else. These are all so-called by Trump, the fake history of Iran. Mm-hmm. But the language and something, it's just a name. If, as I said, the Matha, the Midas would take over this language, I'm talking, mm-hmm. yes, you made yeah. so it's just a name and it doesn't mean a race at all. 
It was a name of a race or a group of people, but now it's the name of everybody else. Like Iran is the same. But not all Persians are Iranians, right? No, all Persians are Iranians. And all Iranians are <laughs> Persians? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can say that. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Since the Achaemenian time, because that was the name of our language and our land after. It's just a name. So, so the final question I was going to ask you is, yeah. in as much as you've had this love affair with tea, that tea yes. is your perhaps your most constant companion, your closest... And wine, red wine. <laughs> That's a separate episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what would you but it is tea, yes. to tea the non-Iranian or and perhaps even the Iranian non-tea drinker, somebody who's not as obsessed? Yes. How would you, in a very brief uh, moment, how would you sell it to those people? How would I sell it to people? How would you sell your love <laughs> affair with tea? Not sure. How would I sell that? That's interesting. Yeah. That's difficult. Maybe I can never be a good salesman. <laughs> well, you've done a good job of it already, I think. But but what? Well, wh would, why why should someone that... invite regular tea drinking into their life? Yeah, I think it, because tea, like a friend of mine in San Diego said that people drink wine in a bar, they should, should have a ceremony for it like it was before. So for me, tea drinking would give you relaxation and connects you to so many things in life that do not that you don't have time to think about if you give time to brew tea and drink tea that is what i do with tea and every time i drink tea i try i sort of go to a different dimension at least i make myself believe that that with tea you create that moment of calmness like meditation because tea has warmth has aroma has color it has history of so many events in Iran mm. and in the world today. It has such a history. It came from the dragon route, mm. which we don't know about, which was we know Silk Road, but there was a dragon road where the tea um, walkers would have tea bricks on their shoulders and walk it to our lands and further away. So it has so much. When I drink this, I just connect to that garden in north of Sri Lanka and then to my parents, to, to that office in Iran in 1970s. And I just, even in my program recordings in Turkey, when I was enjoying the tea for the first time outside my home, and connects me to even the, uh, to the Safavis. But it's just a moment that you can create a virtual reality. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Okay. Thank you. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to go, and you know what I'm going to make for myself? <laughs> a good tea, without a tea bag. Actually, Nescafe. I'm going to make Nescafe. <laughs> I'm going to hold the Nescafe in front of a television so I can look through it and see the, 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 <laughs> the strength dark. of the Nescafe. <laughs> make sure nobody spits in it, like the films. <laughs> I love you. Make it yourself. Thank you so much for, the, for the, all the wisdom. Uh, we miss you. Thank Come you. back to Toronto. And... Um, I I I I feel like I've been to the tea ceremony and I and I look forward to many more, even the vegan ones. Looking forward to see you, man, and and talk to you and everybody in Persian. Thank you. Durud, khodafes. Khodafes.
That was Bez Abbalur joining me from Southern California. This is episode 295 of Roka Special called Tea, an Iranian Obsession. Microphone's back on here for Masa Mortazavi, uh, the journalist, reporter, broadcaster, producer in the studio here, and Smart Pegaganji, SPG, also here. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that, that was fun, as it always is, speaking to Bez Odds. Initial impressions? <laughs> I'm intimidated now. What do I say after that? He's such an expert on all things tea. I feel like I'm not qualified he to... He is the self-proclaimed tea master. Yeah. I don't think anyone else has proclaimed that, but he has. That was incredible. And, you know, I just, I can't believe the emotional connection to tea and the ceremonies and all of that. I was blown away. Oh, okay. Honestly. You're blown away by his connection to tea. To tea, yeah. Mm, I yeah. mean, I thought I had a ritual with tea because I would have tea every day with my grandfather, for example, but right. this is far beyond. Yes, yes. And Maso? There are a few things that I'm questioning about myself. Uh-huh. First of all, having this green tea doesn't feel good anymore. Right? I'm you sorry. See, yeah. I apologize. Right, right, right. <laughs> to, to recap, uh, to about an hour ago, we talked about the fact that, uh, that that's right, that Maso <laughs> is drinking uh, tea in the studio, but not black tea, green tea. Yes. Uh, and now you're feeling guilty about yes, that. Yes, I am very feeling very guilty about it. And I'm just going to put it away. I'm not going to look at it anymore. <laughs> he makes a good case, Bazog, because yeah. he's so committed mm-hmm. to his tea. You know? And then one more thing. Yes. Imagine having friend, like friends over and then choose that tea that takes 36 hours to brew. Mm. Like I have to go home and make some tea right now yeah. just to host people two days from now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, silly, it's, right? it's time consuming. You know what I do? I usually wait for the guests to arrive and mm-hmm. that's when I boil my water and then brew some tea. And then I, I give it to them just right after. Hmm. I should I should apologize again. How dare you? <laughs> this is TMI. Don't don't more, tell the world these things. More importantly, what kind of glasses do you serve it in, and how? And I've got all different of those types. specifications. Oh my god! No, I have the glass, the 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 regular Iranian Dastador. That's mm-hmm. that's what I have. You know, it's interesting because in this here in the West, obviously. And, you know, mugs are the thing, yeah. you know, and in some cases, the bigger the mug, the better, mm-hmm. right? That's what you get used to. Uh, and I, now, of course, my mom, like my, my family has the sort of estica, the little tea right. uh, glass cups. Like kamarbarik, what cam- you call it. Various versions. Well, not, they're not always kamarbarik. Sometimes uh-huh. they're mm-hmm. like dainty little uh, uh, glass, glasses, glass, what do you call them? Glass, glasses. Estacon. Yeah. Estacon. But with some of them have handles. The handles, yeah, yeah the small uh, handles. And some don't. But mm, as I started going back to Turkey or mm-hmm. going back to going to Turkey regularly a few years ago uh, and falling in love with the tea and the Estacona uh, Barik, mm-hmm. uh, Barik, um, I ordered some for myself. Oh, okay. And I have to say, like, I don't know if it's a psychological it thing. It tastes better. It does. It does. <laughs> it, you know it, why? They, they say, I mean, you know, this is part of Mbess. I was uh, referring to this as well, yeah. that, that you, depending on how you serve it and how it's um, it airs out and mm-hmm. the way that the, the certainly glass has a different relationship than plastic or, you know, what you might get in a mug that's uh, porcelain or something like that. But um, but I really do feel like uh, it's a little higher maintenance because you have mm-hmm. to keep filling it up, you yeah. know. But then you're also like, I've had six glasses of tea and they're just these tiny, tiny things, ones. you know. It's so yeah. funny. It's so funny that you're saying that because I have this like, not, I wouldn't say argument, but this like kind of back and forth with my dad all the time because he has a specific 
teacup that he drinks out of. I love it. I love your dad. And like when we have guests over, obviously my mom likes to pour the tea in like matching glassware. So like there's like eight or 10 (laughs) or 12 of the same one. And so he'll, he'll, you know, drink his tea in that. And then as soon as the guests leave, he's like, bring my tea in my cup. It just didn't taste right. (laughs) So then he has to have a tea after all the guests have gone. What is his cup like? So it's, it's like the Camar bike, but it's not like, it's Uh just, it's a smaller teacup no handle um and it's like very thin glass mm-hmm. um and it's got this like pattern on the bottom and so he says it keeps it perfect temperature exactly yeah. and he can it's drink all about it the temperature. yeah so he has mm-hmm. all these like you know little details but also don't you find in general um the north america being the epicenter of consumption you know mm-hmm. like buffets and big things don't you find that when things are served to you in a, in smaller amounts you're necessarily forced to savor them more yeah i mean like in other words the tea you're not going to wolf it down if it's in a small little glass you well, know yeah, I you mean, sip it and you it's like you know uh, as opposed to you, you get it in a tiny in a huge mug it's the whole concept of gastronomy is like oh. when you have like food even in smaller portions you really take a moment mm-hmm. to savor the taste and the texture and all of that so makes See, sense. that's one thing i never thought about most of my tea usually goes to waste because i have big mugs you put it in a big mug yeah i have big mugs. I mean you've become so kharaji <laughs> i have yeah. no i just work too much i have my tea and then it gets cold and it doesn't taste good anymore, so I throw it out. I make another, and then it, it, the same story happens right. over you and over again. You never nuke the tea. Oh, you don't put it in the microwave to heat it up. No, oh. no. That I, yeah, awful. who would do that? <laughs> I, I totally do that. It's, it's I, when my co- when the coffee gets cold, you don't put it in the. Oh microwave. my god, oh. never! I, I do no, that. You, I do that. Throw all the time. that out. You know what? I'll even go one further. Because I buy nice Don't tell me that you keep it in the car and drink it in the next day and stuff. 100%. Oh my goodness. 100%. I take yesterday's coffee. Yes. If it's left over in my uh, my container that I bring, Uh take it, and and I nuke it in the morning. Even even then, me. even not in in my I mug. Uh, even if it's in a that's because you're privileged. Cup. Some no, of us. No, it's not about privilege. What it's is it just about? How do you drink that? It's funny too because I'm so particular about the coffee. Like I have a French press mm-hmm. and I have a grinder. I buy the beans. <laughs> I grind it. Do you know what's happening? But then I'll leave but it. I was gonna say you go through all of that. <laughs> leave it for in the car That's a waste. <laughs> I, I was brought up to not waste things. My God. You know you don't want to waste. What it. happens is that I'm always hungry when I get in the car. So if there's anything to drink or eat, I will use it. Maybe it's Pavlovian. Like you always eat in the car. So now that when you get in the car, you get hungry. Mm. Is it? I Isn't it because I don't have time car. to eat properly? And when I, when well, I get might, in the car, I'm just like that. sitting down, not doing many things at the same time. You should time. have a <laughs> fill your stomach and then go in your car and still see if you feel like you're hungry. Then it will be no. Pavlovian. Have you seen how much I weigh? I'm going to get back to tea. <laughs> <laughs> how would I have seen how much you... I, uh, like, look at me. Do you think I eat all small. the time? No, you don't eat them. I, I eat the most, I'm sure, of everybody here. Um, so we, we did this survey mm-hmm. of our audience about... I mean, this is something I touched on with... Now, you hear Bazal Balur. He is... There's only one type of tea... Don't fuck with it. Don't add any other ingredients. Don't don't get cute with this. Don't. I mean, even like <laughs> sweeteners and stuff. He was mm-hmm. freaked out about. Right. So, so we know his answer on whether you could serve herbal tea at an Iranian mahmouni. But this was the question I put to the audience, and there's been so many great responses. I want to read some of them and get your reactions to them, um, because 
uh, they've been great. And, and you guys out there, keep, keep these responses coming. We'll read some more on Monday as well. Uh, the great tea debate. So the question was, can we, uh, i.e. should we, uh, serve herbal tea? Should it be, a, is it okay to serve herbal tea at an Iranian Mahmoudi? You've just made your you've just served yeah. your polo, uh-huh. uh, or you're about to and you turn up with some uh, lavender ginger tea and everyone walks out well let's oh, see now. I don't think let's so let's see so Dr. Rosa Moradi who we've had mm-hmm. on the show and I, I was wondering if she would comment on this in fact we should probably bring her in because she is a nutritional expert and mm-hmm. uh, an Iranian and obviously a tea lover so she says all right, all right, all right, all right. My favorite topic. I've always been a fan of sticking with the tradition, just like how the British afternoon tea has been going on for so many years. I would personally be in favor of serving beautiful Iranian tea from the actual tea plant of Camellia in varieties of black, green, or white. But I would also understand that there are a lot of Iranians liking the damnoosh mm-hmm. idea these days. Mm-hmm. You have to explain that, what that okay. is to me, which is very specific to each person's tastes and needs. And even though I didn't didn't get a little saffron, old rose petal may not be uh, hurtful since it's not Jushidani. Jushande. Jushande. I will only have herbal teas. Why am I fucking reading this? <laughs> <laughs> since it's not Jushande. I will only have herbal teas on my teaching classes when I can talk about it in details and stick with the tradition in Mahmoudi. So she's saying a few things there, but tell me what um, the... the Damnush. Damnush, Damnush yeah. is a combination of different herbs that you ah. boil in water. And, and that's a new thing. It's a new thing because it's it's been a trend to lose weight, to mm. get like better metabolism, to be more healthy or more energy or different stuff or sleep well. So it's a, it's a combination of different herbs that you... Brew. And after you drink it, do you go, damn, noosh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what And what is jushande? Jushunde is, is the same thing, basically. Jushunde. Damn, noosh and jushunde. It means to I boil, hope, no? Like, it's spelled jushande. You're going to have uh, Khanume Moridi calling you a few hours after this is <laughs> aired. And <laughs> saying what? She's going to say, like, get Masa out of the show. She doesn't know anything yeah. about Jushun Do. Well, that Danush. happens anyway. But what, <laughs> what is, what do, do you know what Jushande is? I think it's just... Jushande like, would be ju, ju, like... Jushande, it's... Brewing, I like boiling. how he asks boiling. me and then says, I think. Well, I okay, know, go ahead. He doesn't allow. <laughs> I think I was going to say... What will your father it, say? He's <laughs> the one who knows things. No, he'll only tell you about his black tea. <laughs> but um, I think it's just the concept of, um, I know some of these herbs, they steep it and they allow it to steep in boiling water and mm-hmm. that's the that's what it's referring to is mm. to allow Jushunde. it to yeah, yeah ju- that it makes sense, sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay uh, don't try to be farsi that's it that's what i was looking for Jushkarde is like you have pimples right, yeah. Jushkarde. 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 yeah Okay. Um, don't tell me not to speak Farsi. <laughs> I, I, I own my Farsi. This from, uh, the, again, the question, can we serve herbal tea for a, a Iranian map? This from Amin Broker. I assume he's a broker. Uh, I, I would yeah. assume so. Unless that's his last name. <laughs> you can definitely serve herbal tea, but no one will drink it. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, happy face emoji. Um, this from uh, Hale Agassi. 
Of course, there's no rule. Back in the day, they were serving Golge Zabun. Golgov Zabun. Uh, Golgaz. Oh, oh my Golgov God. There, there, is a, there is a whole vocabulary that you're getting familiar with. I don't know the tea, the tea go, but these, these are <laughs> the things. Golgov Zabun, it means like Gold a, a flower, flower that, is, that a looks tongue like flower. a tongue of the cow and you brew it and it calms That's you down. Horrible. <laughs> it's supposed to be very good for you. It's purple. Zabunagov. Zabunagov tea. Serving Zabunagov tea. I am learning a lot. Uh, but that, but her point was that that's an herbal tea. And so <laughs> this from Venus 539. Yes, though it must be served as an alt, uh, the, about herbal tea. Yes, that must be served as an alternative to the traditional tea, which must be perfect in color, aroma, and served in traditional tea glasses. The herbal teas are Golagov Zabun and Damnush, which is homemade. An example of Damnush in the winter is marinated slices of oranges or limes layered in honey for weeks in advance. If I read this first, <laughs> I would have inferred what Damnush is. And yeah, that sounds good actually. Damnush. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Neda Oji says, uh, do, I do serve herbal tea in my Mahmoudis. Oh, nobody's going there anymore. <laughs> Ma, Ma, how dare you? Uh, this Ali Salim Shirazi, not at Mahmoudis. Normally for health benefits and possibly curing some illnesses. For instance, Jushande for a sore throat. Bob... <laughs> Babune. Yeah, Babune. Yeah. Chamomile. Again, the Gol Golgov Zabun. Yeah. Uh, Can you try to say Jushunde for me? Jush. Uh, it was spelt the first time. No, Jushande. Jushunde. 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 Okay, okay, there you go. And <laughs> Avishan. 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 Yeah. Oregano. Yeah. You see, people then think I can't speak Persian because I don't <laughs> no, know these can. words. It's just what's Babune? You, you I mean, do who, who, who knew that there was? Oh, that's what Babune. That's yeah. right. Camomile. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the cow, then, cow of the tongue flower, <laughs> tea, uh, you know, these are not things we learn. Uh, Mary SF444 says, depends on the generation of the guests and hosts. New generation, yes, but if my parents host a gathering, who would dare to mention a substitute for a traditional black tea? Makes sense. Yeah, although I kind of feel like in the new generation, you want to be, you know, you want to, to live by those traditions it's yeah. kind of cool to i feel i feel i i don't want to serve herbal tea i you know? always thought of herbal tea like, i have all the herbal teas but i don't want to serve them i i always thought of herbal tea like you know the ones that you mentioned like the damn noosh and things like that as ailments like again for the like, golgov zabun yeah for example? they were meant mm -hmm. for when you mm -hmm. were sick what about the avishan all of them huh? Yeah, you're doing good. What about the babune? He's, babune. Oh, the He's babu getting approvals from me for, for, for the people who don't I'm just practicing see. all the yeah. things I've learned. Yes, you used to think of them as med medicinal. Yeah, and yeah. and like regular black tea was what you drank on mm -hmm. you know the everyday, and then all the other stuff was if you were sick or if there was something in particular wrong with you, then it was medicinal. Funny you should say that because in different eras of my life, mm -hmm. when I was a singer, that was my job for all those years in the band, herbal teas were about the throat. It would yeah. be much, much better than a, a black tea, for mm -hmm. example. And then for years I was like really into yoga and hanging out with mm -hmm. people who were into yoga and that's a whole herbal tea thing. You don't yeah. want to bring the black teas to that, that crowd. Mm -hmm. Not at all. They're not going to be happy with you, you know, mm -hmm. in the middle of your shavasana. <laughs> and, uh, and, but then with the, with the Iranian thing, it's, it does feel like if I, like imagine you go for, go to a Persian restaurant mm -hmm. 
and you bring your non-Iranian friends and you have a kebab and a, you know, whatever, and you kubide, you know, and then they, you say, yeah, can you bring some chai afterwards? And they bring some herbal tea. Yeah. No, Wouldn't it's it not feel weird? It just, no, it's, it's not, not the same. Work. And I and also I have no scientific evidence of this, but I think <laughs> that the part of the reason they do is because isn't it good like for, for post digestion? Yeah, for like di- after it you works the eaten? opposite for me though. Oh, yes, so you I, said you're, you yes. can't. That's the, TMI again, right? Sh- <laughs> yeah, stop it. This Shiva Shiva Jim, Shiva Jim says. Uh, Depends how close you are with the guests. If you're not too close with them, stick to regular black tea and sugar cubes. There you go. Shirin Amani Azari, one of our favorite authors. Great topic, thought-provoking. As a dedicated tea drinker, I have yet not come across herbal tea at an Iranian mehuni. Never seen mm-hmm, that before. Mm-hmm. This from Shahrukh Bamani. Bamani. Uh, teas come in a different variety and taste which most of Iranians are not familiar with. That being said, trying to satisfy your mahmoons with single or many variety of herbal teas is a ta- huge task in itself. Good luck. All right. I love how he put S at the end of mahmoon. Mahmoons. This from Shahram Mahomat. I believe for the Iranians in Iran, which are more traditional, black tea will be the dominant drink. As for the Iranians abroad, it will be coffee and herbal tea, keeping in, my, in mind that brewing popular, proper black tea takes time, mm-hmm. and that's another eliminating factor in life in the fast lane. Coffee or Nescafe? Nescafe. That's, <laughs> oh, but that's an, interesting new, that's an interesting new argument, which is, uh, it, you know, if, you wanna, if, you're, if you're time sensitive, mm-hmm. it does take longer to do the traditional Persian tea yeah. than to throw together some you know. not the 10 minutes that I do not the 10 minutes that I do no does it get steeped in 10 minutes I think it does okay. looks good Let's and it smells go. good homie uh, or homie 416 says haven't seen it myself the closest I've seen is black tea with a sprig of mint in it but that's still black tea as the base and finally mm-hmm. Baro 2019 uh, to the question, can you serve herbal tea at an Iranian mahmouni? Absolutely not. You have offended me. Oh, there you go. That's where people get offended. <laughs> and I love it. I love that that offended. I love that. Thank you, Bara 2019. Uh, there's lots of other comments and keep them coming. You can either write us at info at rookmedia.com or you can uh, post on any of our, our, our platforms, including on Instagram there, where many of the comments I just read are from. Um, can I say something before you move on from yes. the tea topic? Yes. I can't believe that you're still obsessed with modern talking. In the beginning of the I conversation, had, I said nothing about them. Yes, you did. Today? Yes, you did. What did I say? You said, uh, uh, beside modern talking that everybody loves in Iran, there's tea that everybody loves. Oh, so yeah. something in that context. Yeah. So you're still sticking with the modern well, talking. Well, I'm still, I, I'll forever be f- uh, confused. Did you go? No, I did not go. Oh, my God. You missed I did it. Not go. it you, was did so you go? Good. No. No. <laughs> we would have done a whole episode to catch if people you had gone. up. First of all, to catch, I always feel bad if there's a non Iranian. Uh, listening. First of all, they don't know what half these like Kamarbarik. But second of all, now when we're talking about modern talking, they definitely don't know don't what know. we're talking yeah. about because no one has heard of this band <laughs> except for Iranians. No one, for no as one long has as heard I'm of in modern the show, talking. I'm going to advocate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you love them so much that you didn't go to the show. Thomas and what was you the other guy's me name? Out of Something really strange. And no, I was just trying Thomas to remember. And, um, uh, Thomas and uh, what was, was his name? Let me search it. Yeah, do. Uh, Dude, <laughs> deep, 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 Thomas and uh, 
Debert, something like that. Dietrich. Dietrich, yeah. Dieter, Dieter. No, I don't know. Do you really want to know? The two members of Modern Talking, one of whom. Dieter, it is Dieter and Thomas. Dieter Bolin. Yeah, but I think Dieter is the guy who didn't come. He's the lead guitar. Only, uh, see, the funny thing is, is every time you bring up Modern Talking, uh, it's usually, it's usually <laughs> I my, bring up? Well, you brought it up. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm sorry you, There's, you asked. There is each show, <laughs> each show, there is an obligatory mention of Arsenal. Oh, here we go. The Arsenal bell. When Arsenal gets mentioned. But uh, <laughs> now, the funny thing about mentioning uh, Modern Talking and my antipathy towards modern talking i use that word because most people won't know what it means mm-hmm. but it means hatred uh <laughs> i don't i don't hate them i just don't have a stake in it i don't get it but uh but the funny thing is it's it's promotional yes, i've it done is. more to promote the career of really thomas have. and dieter you over the really, last few really months have. than anybody for years next time they're gonna have a special performance for you i mean people go studio people people there, who, you have the drums here people who don't like listening to me will go to modern talking <laughs> think about that there's lots of those people. it's a choice between you and modern <laughs> that's talking. right that's right that's the choice it's like herbal tea and black tea uh, let's go to our, anything else you want to say about tea? Oh, I thought you were going to say something about Arsenal. We got no, the, I just okay. mentioned the word. Okay. Oh, we had a big win yesterday. Oh, see, there we go. Yeah, I yeah. knew it was going to be something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I bet you, I'm going to continue with the tea, though. I, I, yes. I'm not, I don't know anything about Arsenal. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I apologize tea drinkers. many times I'll bet they're tea today. drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> it was about my apology today. Anyhow. Do you have anything to say about <clears throat> yes. Golgov? Gol, uh, Gol, Zabun. Zabun? It does really help, though. You should try it whenever you're nervous. Just uh, brew some gorgov zabun yeah. and put some uh, limo amoni in it with some nabot. Um, if Besot is not uh, oh, offended, I'm sure he'd hate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. but that, but yeah, mm-hmm. it would it would be good. Anyhow, uh, the the closest thing that I have here in Canada um, to a traditional mehmuni is my cousin's place. Mm-hmm. What she does, which makes sense, is that she serves traditional tea in the beginning, and then after we have dinner all bets are off could be anything yeah no oh. she brings oh. this whole selection of tea uh, that oh. we can choose from so it's like a it's like a puzzle game that you can play there is a you mean tea in bags uh no there are two there are <clears> loose leaf <throat> teas sorry there are two tea teapots uh-huh. with two different types of tea and uh-huh. then she has this box full of flour mint oh. whatever that you can put actually Toppings. like physically put on your the, the, in the actual your leaves yeah the leaves, leaves. Oh. And then you can design your well, tea. It's quite a mehmoni. Yeah. It's quite a mehmoni. She does make a good chorus to Badamjoon, as you mentioned. Uh, I was, I was, I, about a month ago when we were, whenever it was, we had that um, uh, Calapache excursion that Paga refused to come to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went for traditional Calapache. It was interesting to me that they serve tea before the Calapache and after the Calapache. First it washes, and then afterwards it also washes <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> the two functions, washing and then also and washing. washing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, yeah. But any, again, all, all the more interesting that that tea culture hasn't even existed for Iranians for that long, but mm-hmm. we're so obsessed with it, and we now see it as something traditional. Oh, Kalapache, you better have the tea before yeah. and after. We've been doing that for thousands of years. No, we haven't. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, let's get to a couple of items on the way. We're way over time here, so we'll just get to a couple of uh, items on the uh, the roundup. And uh, I thought it was very interesting this week, and I, I mentioned it to you guys, and we thought we'd talk about it, is... Uh, 
the Shahzadeh, the, the, the prince, uh, the crown prince, or just Reza Pahlavi, depending mm-hmm. on how, what you want to call him, <laughs> was on Piers Morgan. Mm-hmm. After the 12 years. Yeah. Notable, controversial, um, and now, once again, seemingly popular uh, British talk anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Reza Pahlavi, uh, this past week, in the midst of a lot going on in the world, had a feature a spot on Pierce Morgan. And mm-hmm. I thought the reason I thought it was interesting, I mean, I don't think he, maybe it's because we, you know, we're used to seeing Reza Pahlavi at this point. Right. And we've seen him on our social media feeds or watched his speeches or have a sense of him or whatever. Uh, so we know, but he didn't, he didn't really say anything new. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, we've heard Reza Pahlavi saying the same things mm-hmm. that he said, particularly even about the Middle East and, you know, and certainly about the regime, et cetera. But I thought his appearance for me suggested that, uh, and maybe maybe this is overstating it, but, you know, teamed with the fact that I saw him on Fox News again recently, and, you know, he's kind of popping up um, in non-Iranian major media, mm-hmm. mainstream media, because, of course, he shows up in Iranian media, but so do a lot of other prominent Iranian figures, and particularly those who have been considered the leaders of the so-called opposition in 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 Iran outside of Iran, um, I should say, um, he he's increasingly it feels like becoming a go-to voice mm-hmm. for the Western media. Now that may seem obvious, but it hasn't always been. In fact, I would venture to say that even two or three years ago, not mm-hmm. that Reza Pahlavi hasn't done these kind of interviews before, but there really wasn't that much appetite to mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was kind of. Uh, dare I say at the uh, at the suggestion that it's, with a suggestion that this will become uh, something that monarchists won't like to hear, but um, but you know he's kind of forgotten about. I mean, it was a, you mm-hmm. know oh yeah there was a there was a Shah and there was a but I'm talking about non Iranians. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Crown Prince. That people know his title. He's he's coming on. I think this is a byproduct, certainly of the mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. of the Women Life Freedom Movement, and where he very much became one of the most recognizable figures of that. Um, and that Pierce Morgan himself or his bookers or his producers or whoever it was would think, oh, we got to get Reza Pahlavi right. to talk about the role of Iran rather than any other opposition leader, mm-hmm. rather than some DC pundit or writer, mm-hmm. you know, the usual, uh, not to take anything away from them, but the, the Kareem Sajapur type, you know, whatever. Right. But I'm going to get Reza Pahlavi. I thought that that, I thought that suggests that that uh, something about the way he is being seen uh, by the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I thought it was also, you know, coming off of, um, I think it was just a couple of months ago, he had taken that trip to Israel. So that, I think, mm-hmm. also made him, um, I don't know, for lack of a better term, qualified for an interview yeah. like this. Because I know Pierce Morgan asked him about his trip, actually, and asked him about some of the comments that Netanyahu had made um, while he was in Israel. So I thought that was you know, also interesting. But I agree with you. I was kind of, I don't want to say surprised, but it it was something I thought about as well when I saw him um, talking to Pierce Morgan, because, you know, we see less and less of, um, for example, Masiani Nejad or Nazanin Bonyadi Mm -hmm. in comparison, I think. And at one point... I feel like I see Masi, but I I can't even imagine necessarily seeing Hamid Ismailiun or Ali Karimi Mm -hmm. or somebody like that 
on Pierce Morgan right. to talk about mm-hmm. the situation in the Middle East, you know, uh, as much as I could imagine them on Iran International, mm-hmm. you know, but... Yeah, for sure. But like I said, it, it also made me think of it because at one point we were looking at this collective as being the the face of, you know, the, the ongoing the movement and the opposition yeah. and all of that. And now to see, you know, Reza Pahlavi as the sole figure, it, it was definitely interesting. Yeah. Well, I grew up in the dynamics of uh, getting to know all the, the tension in the region, right? Mm-hmm. None of the other people had that kind of experience in their lives. And during the past year he was really vocal like he was a part Mm -hmm. of the movement and he was selected by many people among the Iranian community and he's reflecting many thoughts of the Iranian community so it makes sense for him to be there for Hamid Esmailion from what I know um, from the 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 conversations that we had before Mm -hmm. I understand that he's not he doesn't want to be involved in politics that much he was just like um had how can I put it? He was just forced into um, the group of six people. Um, he thought he had a role in it, and he took the responsibility mm-hmm. to be in the group. Mm-hmm. It's not that he selected uh, personally to be there, because whenever we had a chance to talk, he would say like, "I would want to take a vacation and go off somewhere nobody knows mm-hmm. me and do mm-hmm. my own stuff." Massey is also involved with other other things mm-hmm. these days, as, as as we talked before. Yeah. So she's doing her um, global uh, the global freedom mm-hmm. uh, thing that is uh, becoming bigger and bigger each year. It's now 57 countries are involved, but Reza Pahlavi, after 12 years um, with Pierce. Morgan, it really means something, I think. Mm. And he did have actually something new to say. The last question, so during the last year, the past year with the Women Life Freedom Movement, every time anybody asked uh, <laughs> Prince Pahlavi yeah. that if, if you wanted to take over the country after <laughs> uh, the government is overthrown, yeah. he would say, I don't know, we're going to leave it up to people. Yeah. But then this time, uh, he took it out of his mouth saying, yes, if the opportunity comes, if yeah. people select mm-hmm. me, That's I'm going to do it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't, I feel like that has been a shift over the last few months. I don't feel like that was breaking news on Pierce, Pierce Morgan. I feel like he's intimated that a few times now. Uh, uh, but, but, but I, yeah, you're right. It was right. the first right. time I heard it, like heard that, it on, point blank, on I think, clearly, yeah. mainstream yeah. media. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time right. for I, myself. He would I don't probably know still he, put that in the category it. of if the Iranian mm-hmm. people wanted me to. He did, not, he yeah. did. But yeah, he, yeah. like I always thought to myself, even if things work out for him to become the next king of Iran or the head of state, like however you want to put it, um, he wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. Because he had this this resistance in him that I felt. I don't know if anybody. But it's else not just that it. he had this resistance in him. It's that there wasn't again with apologies to the monarchists out there who who have who are really really you know uh, fervent about him. The, the appetite wasn't there in mm-hmm. the Iranian community and the global Iranian community. There was there's always been fans of Reza Pahlavi, but yeah. there's also been people like, well, that was a different era. He doesn't represent us anymore. He's not charismatic. He's not this. He's not that. Right. Or even you know, uh, much worse, you know, sort of like, are you kidding? A return to that, you know, and that he's to his credit and the people around him, um, he's moved that dial quite a bit over the last couple of years and especially Mm -hmm. over the last year so that he, that's kind of my point that, Mm -hmm. that, um, um, you, you know, know there, there aren't there. I, I didn't see. I mean, maybe people don't. Where it's not like Pierce Morgan is. It's like the Tonight Show or something. Everybody <laughs> right. watches Pierce Morgan, but you know, because it's kind of a big show and it's an English show. 
I didn't see a gazillion Iranians going, how dare Reza Pahlavi go on uh, Pierce Morgan? Mm-hmm. Rather, people were sharing it. People were going, oh, yeah. that's And that, that, again, that suggests um, mm-hmm. the community isn't surprised mm-hmm. by this. It's like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, whenever Masih goes on different news uh, channels, Fox News, whatever, she goes, nobody says, how dare she? Everybody, like, shares uh, why would people say how dare she? Because she is a representative of a group of, of Iranians. He, she's leading in the women's rights section that, that she's been doing for so long, right? So whenever there are things that are, are shared on social media that is helping the cause of moving towards freedom for the Iranian community, I don't see that much of resistance, especially when it's represented on a media that is not Iranian. If it's Iranian international, I would understand. I get a bunch of um, swears every day because mm-hmm. I share this and that, and I like express my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But on mainstream media outside of Iran, I don't see that very much. I do think much. that uh, I, maybe not Massey, although I, I've seen resistance to when Massey yeah. does interviews. I'm sorry, I'm. I'm uh, depending on what she says, of course. Even in English, even mm-hmm. in yes. English. yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the famous interview that you know where 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 she she said something about I I'm the leader or I I, I think I'm going to be the leader mm-hmm. whether she was misquoted or however that was an English magazine right, right? that was mm. the New York there Times was a lot, magazine yeah there was, that was yeah, New York yeah. Times yeah. Uh, and, but but be that as it may I mean you're right I mean of course you know Massey usually represents very well on on media and and mm-hmm. the people are usually very enthusiastic or, or thinks she's doing well I guess I meant more it's not that we don't cheer on people who are well-spoken talking about the uh, atrocities committed by the regime, especially, but it's it's that I feel like Reza Pahlavi was sort of invited almost as the, uh, again, the, again, the heir yeah, apparent yeah. or the, the, you know, the, the yeah. prince in exile. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just not a position that we've often um, seen. It, you know, I have to say early on, like, maybe last September or something, or uh, right after Massa, there was a local, I didn't really watch the CBC, but there was a, but I happened to see this because he was on, it was being shared. Mm-hmm. It was a, he was on local, like C, or like a, the CBC News Network or something. And it was clear that the person interviewing him didn't even know who he was, like didn't, <laughs> oh. didn't know how important he was. It was kind of like, and now we've got a representative, uh, this mm-hmm. guy, you know. And so, and I don't think that's the case today. I think, right. you know, we, if he we, goes on CBC today, it would be like, it's a big deal. We should also give the you know? credit to the Woman Life Freedom Movement. It yes. went so global. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, and yeah. then the history, the, uh, I mean, he grew up as as the crown prince. He has this history of many years of being educated as the person who would lead a country. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that experience helps him represent Iran. So we've, we've, I think uh, I'm glad we're staying consistent with our tea special. <laughs> we've got completely into a discussion, a deep dive on Reza Pahlavi. Can we just go to the other two points? Cause I yeah, of course. Uh, so the other thing we we're gonna mention is uh, new hijab crackdowns mm-hmm. in Iran. Um, d- d- you know, we don't have to say a lot about it, but but it goes without saying, I suppose, or it's obvious that any talk of the hijab police or the hijab policy moderating seems like a, a sad joke at this stage. Mm-hmm. But there's even been new measures oh, that yeah. the the regime is taking to sort of um, reinforce its hijab mandatory hijab position. Mm-hmm. I think. Um as of late October, I think it was, the Ministry of Culture and Islamic Guidance started this almost like campaign, if you will, where they started to target um, actresses 
who had shown any sort of defiance, um, you know, by not wearing their hijab properly, by making a stance on social media or um, at gatherings like funerals, for example, or anything of that sort. Um, and they started banning them from their profession, literally, mm. saying that they could no longer work. Um, and it's gotten so ridiculous that, you know, there's been a couple of actresses who had appeared in productions or films and things like that. And now those films are being shown in theaters and, and places across the country. And I saw this article um, where, you know, the, the image that they were to use, mm-hmm. because one of the actresses in it, they've actually taken that them. image, or two of them, yeah. rather. Baran Kosari and Fatah Motamir. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. taken Both that image and instead put, like, this white screen with just the name of the film. Mm. So yeah. they're not even willing to show their image anywhere in the public anymore because they're trying to drive this point home that it doesn't matter who you are, how famous mm-hmm. you are, or what you do, if you go against this this law, you will be dealt with. Yeah. It, it hasn't even been year a year since... They used the picture of these same people on the um, on a big uh, poster in Meiduna Valiast, representing the women of our mm-hmm. country. Exactly. Yeah. The Fatah was on there. She refused to be there, so they took off like al- along with many others. They refused to be there as the, as the, oh, the yeah. representatives yeah. of the women of our society, Iranian women. Iranian women. And now they are they are banned from having their pictures, their posters up. It's like a, it's like a game they're playing in in two different sides, right? It, it just says so much about the disregard for 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 women, literally. I mean, but it, but it also says a lot about the the doubling down on. Don't think that your little women life freedom uprising over the last year is going to change anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're going to show you. Yeah. We're going to teach you to not do that again by cracking down even mm-hmm. further. And we've seen this. You know, we saw some that that some immediate reaction and then it kind of went a little quiet there were some mm-hmm. executions that stopped and we thought okay well look at look at how much ground has been covered look at how the goalposts have moved and now we see that you know this is an ongoing campaign by the regime to to reverse any progress mm-hmm. that was made last year and and in fact to get worse i have so much respect for the white poster so much respect because that there was a male feature who is well known hutan shakiba and he, they decided the the um, director of the film decided that he's going to take down the picture of that person and he agreed to do so just to respect the women who were also present in the film if i was in iran i would definitely go watch it you know because mm. because of this because mm. of this even if i didn't like the topic or if, if it wasn't my favorite all right let's leave it there it's time for right. some tea <laughs> <laughs> it's time for some black tea some iranian tea uh thanks Maso. nice to see you thank you for having me uh, uh, again Thank you, I'm, I'm sorry again Thank for you. the green tea, and I expect you to give me a good tea after don't, we're don't done. Don't apologize to me. Apologize <laughs> to the Iranian people. Oh my God! You're going to make it that big. Are you going to give me a good tea after? You're going to be erased from the poster <laughs> for this for your tea. <laughs> for crime. what it's worth, I'll take down your picture as well. <laughs> uh, thanks, Pega. Thank you. This is full time for Rook for today. That's it. That's it. The end of the show. Uh, our tea special: tea and Iranian obsession. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. For all things Rook-related, go to our website, rookmedia.com. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together a couple times a week. Super P, Super Parisa, Smart Pega, Savvy Roham, Methodical Kaveh, Talented Anikita, Bearded Omid, and Resonant Raha. 
Thank you to all of you out there. New nicknames, new monikers. Where's my name? Oh yeah, you don't have a nickname. No, you're ma- Massamortazavi. <laughs> That's um, it. You're Massamortazavi. I'm scared to say anything. High maintenance. High maintenance Massa. HM Massa. High maintenance Massa. Thank you, everybody. Find me on Instagram at Giangameshi. Mizun Bashin. <laughs>